Our scripture lesson for this morning comes from Galatians chapter 6, verses 1 and 2. Brothers, if someone is caught in a trespass, you who are spiritual should restore him with a spirit of gentleness. But watch yourself, or you also may be tempted. Carry one another's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. This is God's word. Carry each other's burdens. That's the command in this passage, to carry each other's burdens. That's what God tells us to do, to be people who carry the burdens of one another. So, how's that been going? How's it been going lately at carrying other people's burdens? This passage, if it was talking about like a physical burden, like a physical box, I think it would be pretty easy to give me an answer of the last time you helped somebody carry one of their burdens. You could point to the last time you helped somebody move. You could point at that piano that you helped push into the other room. You could point at that big couch of your friend that you helped carry down to their basement. It would be pretty easy to point out a physical burden. But this passage clearly isn't talking about physical burdens or furniture. Instead, it's talking about spiritual and emotional burdens. So, how's that going? I think if, you, if someone asked you that, you would have to respond with a name. A name of somebody who you've been helping lately. A name of somebody whose problems that you've been listening to lately. Have you helped carry someone else's burden lately? This last week? This last month? See, the Bible makes it clear that each one of us has a box. Each one of us has some form of box. And this box is your addiction that you can't seem to break. This box is the weight of bills on your shoulder. This box is the greed that's in your heart. This box is that bad habit that you can't seem to stop doing. This box is that burning resentment in your heart because your children don't call you as much as you want them to. This box is the tensions in your marriage. This box is your struggle with pornography. This box is that extreme feeling of loneliness that you experience almost every day. This box is trying to raise your children all by yourself. This box is your parents' divorce. Each one of us has a box. I have a box. The person next to you has a box. We all have a box. And they come in different shapes and sizes and weights. But it's clear that each one of us has some struggle, some burden that we're carrying in this life. I got this box a couple weeks ago. We ordered a new recliner for our nursery for when the baby comes. And a couple weeks ago, uh, the FedEx truck came and pulled up to my apartment, and I got a phone call. And the guy was like, hey, uh, I got this box, and it's really heavy. Can you come help me? All right, so I got my shoes on, I went downstairs, and I helped the FedEx guy carry this box up to my apartment. And since then, I've been storing this box in my closet for today, but, you know. Um, so we all have a box, and uh, it's interesting. I wasn't surprised that that FedEx guy um, 
called me about it because it was a heavy box. And if you look closely at this box, there's a label uh, made a little bigger for you. It says uh, two-person lift on it, meaning that the box is so heavy that you shouldn't try and lift it by yourself. But maybe if you're like me, when you see this warning label, you don't really consider it as a warning label. You see it more as a challenge. You know, can I carry this box with the strength of two men? Um, and maybe you could. I think I could probably pick up that box by myself with the recliner in it. You might be able to hold that box for a while by yourself, but eventually you're going to get tired. And that leads to our big point. You were never meant to carry this alone. If Galatians 6.2 says, carry each other's burdens, and each one of us has a burden, it's pretty clear that we were never meant to carry our burdens by ourselves. Because there's power in teamwork. There's power in community. Uh, diets like Weight Watchers figured that out years ago. Gyms like CrossFit operate where you have so many people come together and encourage you to work out. There have been studies done where they take a guy and you have him run and see how fast and far he can run by himself. And then they test him a couple days later and they put another runner with him. And under the same circumstances, and he can run farther just having that person next to him. We're able to do great things with the power of teamwork. And like I said, each one of us has some type of burden, and we're not designed to carry it by ourselves. So, how's that going? Have you helped other people carry their burdens lately? Uh, I've been thinking a lot about this point lately because um, churches have been going on a trend of going more and more online. Uh, Holy Trinity is doing it. We're putting our sermons on podcasts. Um, but this is a question I have for you then. Uh, what are you missing out on if you physically stop coming to Holy Trinity on Sundays at 10 a.m.? Let's say you listen to the sermon podcast. Let's say you go on YouTube and you find three of your favorite Christian songs done better than we ever could because they have professionals and professional recording equipment. So you listen to a sermon, you find a preacher that you like, you listen to that sermon on Sunday morning, you listen to three Christian songs, but you don't physically come to church. What are you missing out on? Well, there's a couple different ways you could answer that question. But I think one of the big points is this one. You're missing out on everyone else. You're missing out on carrying each other's burdens and having other people encourage you and carry your burden. So how's it going? How are we doing then as a church at carrying each other's burdens? I'm still a new pastor here, and I'm still trying to kind of figure that out lately at how we're doing at carrying each other's burdens. And this is what, this is my thought. This is kind of what I came up with, and feel free to disagree with me. You can let me know afterwards. But this is kind of what I, what I feel where Holy Trinity is at. Um, let's just imagine that something terrible happens to one of our families. Let's say, just for example, somebody's house burns down. If someone in our congregation, their house burns down, I am very confident that our congregation would step up. Wouldn't you agree? Wouldn't you think that there'd be so many offers of people to say, hey, come stay at my house? Don't you think there'd be so many people where you'd be lining up with casseroles and meals and like, wow, I heard you're going through a tough time. Let's help you out. And let's praise God for that. Let's praise God for that, that we do that. Um, I've seen this happen time and time again since, since I've been here in the last couple of months uh, with so many people that have faced some rather serious medical issues. And I've seen our congregation step up, help one another, encourage one another, provide for one another. And that's great. 
But what if the issue isn't so catastrophic? What if instead you are more just facing with like a depression, like a minor form of depression for a couple of weeks? Would there be somebody in this room that you feel comfortable talking about with that? What if you're not near the point of divorce, but your marriage is just struggling lately and things are just hard? Do you have somebody in, in this room? Do you have another couple that you could talk to about with that? Do you have someone in this room that could carry your burden if your burden isn't catastrophic? I almost think those types of burdens are harder for a church to carry. When you have those big, obvious, catastrophic problems, we're there for each other because we know that. But do you think we're like many other churches that struggle a little bit with um, helping one another with maybe the not-so-noticeable problems? I think every church has room for improvement in this area, that we can continue to grow in this area. That's kind of why we've been rebranding our, or what we used to call partner groups to care circles because um, I know that there are members in this church that said, we can do better at this. We can do better at being there for one another. We can do better at caring for each other's burdens. So it's important. It's important to be there and carry each other's burdens. So how can we get better? How can we get better at this? Like I said, every church has room for improvement, for carrying each other's burdens. How can we take it to the next level where we are still there for the really serious issues, but then also the other issues as well that might not be as tragic? Well, uh, I'd like to ask you this first. Um, raise your hand before if you've ever broken a bone. Quite a few of us, uh, a couple of them. Uh, keep your hand up if the time you broke your bone, uh, it was like really gross, like the bone stuck out of the skin. Uh, a couple of you, can I ask what happened? Can I ask how it happened? Uh, riding a motorcycle hit by a car. Riding a motorcycle hit by a car and you had like arm or? Uh, leg. Leg. Do you think there's a chance that when you broke your leg that people were a little grossed out? I know they were. You know they were? Yeah, that's pretty obvious, right? Um, that when you break a bone, something like that uh, happens. You could probably gross out the people around you. Um, I've never broken a bone, uh, but one of my uh, classmates, he's named Kale, he's one of my close friends, uh, he did. He was kind of a country boy, and apparently for a while he was in the rodeo, I learned about this years later, and he was riding a bull, and he got bucked off a bull, and apparently he landed kind of shoulder first, and his shoulder blade broke, and the bone stuck out of his back. Yeah, yeah, so, so how do you think the people reacted? Probably the way you kind of did, that, that's pretty gross, right? In that scenario, when he's in that position, you could have you could react in a couple of different ways. I think the first way is the way how you guys did. You could say, "Ew, that's gross." Um, maybe you could take a step back and say, "Well, I'm no doctor. Let's let the professionals handle this one." Or uh, I bet maybe if there's some moms in the crowd, they're like maybe a dad or something like that. They could be a little judgmental. Hand on the hip, finger out. You know, that's why you don't mess around with that. A little judgmental, maybe. Um, or, last option, you could help them. In Galatians chapter 1, it says, If someone is caught in a sin, you who live by the Spirit should restore that person gently. So, if someone is caught in a sin, it is the responsibility of the church, of the other people in this church, to restore that person gently. And that word in the Greek there for restore is the same word for mending a broken bone. For mending a broken bone. If someone's caught in a sin, it's the same type of thing. So I want you to imagine that it's not a broken bone, but you find out that somebody is struggling with some type of 
gross sin. A sin that you tell yourself, I would never commit. Let's say you find out that that's happening to someone. And I think you could probably react in the same ways as a broken bone. You could start off by saying, ew, that's gross. How could somebody ever do that? You could say, you know what? That sounds like a problem for the pastor. I'm going to let the pastor deal with that. Or put your hand on your hip, finger out, and go, you know, that's why you don't mess around with that type of sin. Or you could help them. We are encouraged in these verses to restore that person gently, to be there for one another when we're struggling with sins and temptations and to carry one another's burdens. We are there to help one another. My friend Kale, who I told you before, who got bucked off the bull and broke his collarbone, um, I'm sure he freaked out a lot of people, but his mom came and helped him. She called 911 and waited at his side until the ambulance came. She rode with him in the ambulance and got him to the hospital where the doctor uh, repaired his broken bone. And that's how we need to operate. That's how we need to operate as a church. And that goes so far, we ask of each other how we can get better at this, how we can get better at carrying each other's burdens. Such a big point is just having the heart for it. Having the heart that's willing to be there to help other people instead of being judgmental or saying your sin is gross. And that leads to a couple points. A couple points for how we can actually get better as a church. And one of the first things is, to actually help someone, you have to actually be there to listen. So if you want to help somebody, that's actually going to cost you your time. You're going to have to actually be there for some person. You can't just come late to church and leave before it even is over and actually expect to talk to somebody and to ask about how they're doing in their life. So to actually help somebody, you actually have to be there. And it might not happen right away. It might not happen the first time you come to this church. It might not happen the fifth time you come to this church. It might not happen the 20th time you come to this church. But maybe the 21st time, you'll ask somebody how their week has been, and they'll begin to tell you about the struggle that they've had. It might take some time. So I encourage you to put in that time. Put in that time to get to know one another um, on a good relationship level. Second, to actually help, to have someone help you, you actually need to tell someone. It's so easy for us if um, we're going through some struggle to think that I'm just going to carry it myself and eventually it'll just go away. But to actually have someone help you, you need to physically tell someone. And that can be so hard to do, right? Because what if they're they're gossip? What if you've been betrayed in the past? What if somebody told you about the problem that you didn't expect them to? and you might be tempted then to say, I'm never, never going to share with anyone again. I'm just going to carry this box by myself. But I encourage you, open up, find someone you trust, and have someone carry your burden with you. Uh, also, um, another thing I noticed is that I think men and women deal with this just a little differently. There have been uh, quite a few times where I've noticed this or it's happened to me where a woman's walked into the back of church and I've asked her, hey, how's your week been? And like, she just starts crying. Like, and I don't know if I'm ready for that, but she starts crying and she starts talking about the problem that's in her life. And just like that, we're sharing each other's burdens and we're being vulnerable with one another and we're helping each other. And that's great. That's a good way to share each other's burdens. But I've never had that happen to me with a guy before, for whatever reason or not. And uh, that doesn't mean that men don't have burdens or that they don't need to talk about their problems or their emotions. It just means that it happens in different ways. 
So I'm not saying that this church, everyone needs to be um, super vulnerable and best friends with everybody right at 10 o'clock on Sunday morning. I haven't had that type of conversation with a guy on the back of church at 10 o'clock on Sunday morning. But I have had those types of conversations while playing disc golf or playing a video game together or driving in a car to the same destination together. Um, So if men and women share their problems differently, um, I ask that you take the time to do it. The next time where your buddy asks you to come over and help paint the living room, uh, ask them how their marriage is doing while you're there. When there's that, kind, that time comes when the basketball game's over, the softball game's over, and the crowd's kind of walking away, um, take the time to ask them how he's really doing. If men and women share their problems and burdens differently, uh, just take the time to know that. Take the time to put in that effort, even though it might be a little differently. So, and finally, why should I help lift someone else's box? What's my motivation? Like we said, it's going to take time. It's going to take, take work. It's going to involve you being vulnerable and being authentic. It's going to take them being vulnerable, being authentic. Why do we put in that energy? Well, it's because each one of us has a box. A box that's so much worse than just our own struggles in this life. Each one of us has a box of sin. A, a box that's so heavy that none of us could lift by ourselves. But Jesus came to this world, and he helped carry boxes. When Jesus was in this world, uh, he once carried a box of a woman whose box was uh, five divorces. He once helped a rich young man whose box was a struggle with greed. He once helped a person whose legs didn't work, and he helped carry that box. He once helped a man named Zacchaeus whose box was stealing and greed. Jesus came to this world and he helped so many people and he helped carry so many burdens. But he also carried a cross. He also carried a cross that was put on his back for every single time where you failed to help someone else, for every single disgusting thing that you've done or said or thought. Jesus had that put on his back. And Jesus had that weight placed on his back so that he would, we would have the weight of God's wrath taken off of us. Jesus carried that big burden of sin so that our consciences would no longer be weighed down with sin. That's what Jesus did for us. Not only did he help us with our struggles, but he helped us with our biggest problem of all, with sin. And since Jesus did that for us, let's carry each other's burdens. Throughout this last week, I've been thinking about all the people in my life who have really helped me carry my burdens Um, Like I said, I'll be the first to admit, I have a box. It's real. I have a box. And uh, by the grace of God, he has put people into my life that have helped me carry that box. I have about three guys who I'd say are really close friends. A couple of them are newbie pastors, too. And we usually check in with one another about once a week. I have somebody that asks me, hey, how's it going? Um, If I've been struggling with some type of sin and temptation, um, I feel comfortable confessing that to them, and I know that they're going to point me back to Jesus after I do that. They check in to make sure I'm handling my stress and taking care of myself in the right way. Great group of guys. And also, since I graduated from the seminary, I signed up for this mentor program. This is a mentor program that's only been around a few years. But the seminary noticed that there are so many young pastors that on year one, two, or three uh, just drop out of the ministry. They go through eight years of studying, and then something happens, and they drop out of uh, being a pastor. So they came up with a mentoring program where they have an older, more experienced pastor uh, 
to specifically mentor guys, check in with them uh, to make sure that they're doing well. And since this program started, barely anyone has uh, dropped out of ministry that has had a mentor. Surprising, the power of teamwork. So once a month, maybe uh, Cross of Christ, Pastor Ben Peterson, he comes and he sits down with me and asks, how's it going? And it's great to have a mentor in my life. Um, and so many of you know that Pastor Klatt, he's a pretty great guy. And he's mentored me so much uh, these last couple months as well. And I'm great to have him in my life. Um, and finally, I have you. I have you who, since day one I've been here, has showered me with love in so many different ways. Whether it's through gifts or words of encouragement or a meal, uh, you have really supported me and my wife, and uh, I appreciate you so much for that, for helping me carry my box. And the reason I tell you this is just to show you um, we need each other. I have people checking in with me, and I know that you need people checking in with you to help carry your box. So let's be that church. Let's push aside our pride and think that I can carry this all by myself, and let's ask for help with one another. Let's be there for one another. Let's take the time. Let's give up your Saturday to meet with somebody else and to ask how they're doing. Let's be that church. Let's be that church that is there for the big, catastrophic, big problems, but also is a place where you can turn to if you have maybe a problem that's not so huge. Let's be that church. Let's be the church that carries each other's burdens. We do this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Please stand. We join in the Te Deum printed on page 4 of your book.